Pog Report. This is a podcast where we talk about movies. I'm Emily. I'm Dora, and for today's episode, we watched the film Thelma and Louise. We sure did. I feel like we sound the exact same every time we do an intro. I know. Maybe we should like spice it up and do like weird voices next time. Um, I'll let you tackle the weird voices. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, I know we should have done a southern accent for this one, but yeah, we saw Thelma and Louise, which I feel like. I've seen this movie a lot, I've talked about this movie a lot, and I don't know, it has a a plethora of things to talk about, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've only seen it um, twice. Yeah, I saw it once, like, a little bit ago, or when I say a little bit ago, I think when I was maybe in high school, um, and then I watched it recently, and I found that I, like most things in my life, appreciated it a lot more (laughs) the older I was. at least I think maybe when I initially saw this movie, I wasn't necessarily thinking in terms of like uh, f- feminist qualities or aspects about it or kind of the. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like it's kind of like the go to feminist movie. Yeah, and it, <laughs> I think that's really interesting because um, I was I found an article that I was going to mention um, that was written as a New York Times article that was written in 1991. And I so I think it probably says june 5th so i think it came out really shortly after the movie came out and it's an interview with the woman that wrote the screenplay for the movie uh callie Corey, and she says in it that she's like she didn't set out to make a feminist film that she set out to make a film that depicted women realistically which i i guess i like that because i think that in and of itself is a very feminist, a feminist act, yeah. <laughs> that I think, um, you know, like obvious, I like I get what she's saying, um, but that is because women, you know, as was the case when this movie came out, uh, fifteen plus years ago, and you know, it still is today that just the act of trying to portray women in media as nuanced and you know multi-dimensional like, characters yeah. is extremely feminist because that just doesn't. It's, I do doesn't find it happen. really funny that like literally just like the well i guess i've heard that quote before right like feminism is the radical concept that women are people yeah exactly but it really is amazing how simple Mm -hmm. simple and easy and like just really sometimes just common sense it can be to be a feminist thing you know what i mean yeah exactly it's like oh that woman probably has feelings and a different perspective on the matter and it's like whoa (laughs) hold up yeah i mean so i I thought it was really interesting that I, i think now um this movie has kind of become like it's it's there's enough distance that it's kind of become somewhat of a cult film or not like Mm -hmm. when i say cult but like a classic film like people talk about it in ways of like i mean it's a movie that you've probably heard of at least if you haven't seen it um just in the context of like especially the ending scene of the film um but i thought it was really interesting that when it came out it was fairly controversial in Mm -hmm. just in the um the rea- like a lot of people had a reaction that they thought the men in the film were portrayed like it was a man bashing film uh which uh. like I can get into that or whatever but like yeah um, okay well that that, that 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 was a reaction and that um you know one of my first memories of this film is not necessarily watching it but like hearing my mom talk about it and it's mm. it's one of her favorite movies and she has mentioned to me that when it came out um, she had mentioned to a friend of hers that she had seen it and that she enjoyed it and that the, the her female friend responded that like why would I want to watch that it's just a, a movie about stupid women doing stupid decisions what? Um, <laughs> so I think there was a certain level of like victim blaming when the movie came out as well that 
that the two main that Thelma and Louise were kind of like a lot of criticism was like oh they're not they're not good role models and they do you know they do stupid uh, things and it's like well there I, might what, be something to be said for that I don't well know. <laughs> so so I was going to um I was going to read just a couple of like a couple of things from the it's a really uh, good Dora article came i know i came prepared this time <laughs> no because I, like, I articles to reference <laughs> yeah well i because i i saw this and i i really liked it um excellent uh so i found a quote from this article that i really liked that um i thought kind of encapsulated at least how i think of the movie um from the woman that wrote the screenplay and she says i did want the movie to be fun and for people to laugh but I also wanted, as a woman, to walk out of the theater not feeling dirty and worthless for a change, not feeling like I had compromised the character of women, because that is one area where women really get shortchanged in movies. So many times you go to the movies, and what woman up there would you want to be? None of them. Hmm. Um, and I, I liked that because I think that that kind of is an interesting contradiction with people who watch this film and are maybe the reaction that they have to the two main characters are that they're not good role models for women. Um, And I actually dis, I mean, I, well, I disagree with that in the sense that not that they're good role models, but that, that they're, they're human beings. (laughs) And that I feel like if you, watch this film and somehow kind of miss that it's kind of incredible. Um, Right. Like, I I don't know if you're necessarily supposed to watch this movie and look at them like, like, the fact that you are like, whoa, they're not good role models. Like, maybe they're not supposed to be. Yeah. Like, I think it's more so like a little warning or something about like, if you're oppressing people and they're like, you know, and their identities and blah, whatever, then it might unleash in some unhealthy, maybe illegal ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it's more like a warning. I don't think they're supposed to be role model people. It's just supposed to be an exploration of like, uh, I guess, identity and feeling... Like, you can be yourself, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to... I think, I'm sure there's more eloquent language for that, but I know what <laughs> yeah, you're... You know what I I'm mean, saying. I, I see it as, like, a realistic depiction of just what it is to be a woman, especially maybe a woman in that... In, um, uh, like, kind of... The in, South, maybe? Nine, yeah, 90s Southern context where it's, like, you... I mean, like, that... that well, especially for Gina Davis's character, um, especially... Yeah, that she... Like, she gets put, put into this very specific role so early on in her life, and it's such a demeaning role for her to be in, to just basically be reduced to this, like, asshole's husband, that she makes stupid decisions when she's out with her friend, but it's very much because she's never been able to actually express who she really is and who she wants to be. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, so I I think that there's a lot to... And I think that there's a lot to be said for when there's women in film like because there are so few nuanced roles that i think when when women are in film they kind of get held up to this like oh well if they're gonna be there they have to be like the perfect role model criteria which is i mean it's ridiculous because i I love this movie in the context of like how many like shit buddy cop films are there out there Mm -hmm. where it's like you get to yeah and people it's never like are they good bad role models yeah exactly (laughs) and and people at least in at least in the 90s when this movie came out like complained about the level of violence that like oh they're shooting people and stuff and it's like nobody yeah. makes those same criticisms when it's like you two, know, if two men were doing it then it would be like this yeah, is just another movie this is just um, a cop film or whatever yeah, yeah it's exactly. funny i do remember 
specifically my dad, we were talking, I don't know, we were like sitting around and he, for some reason this movie got brought up and he's like, oh yeah, it's like a chick flick. And I was like, well, what about this movie makes it a yeah, chick flick? It's literally exactly. like these women kill it, like holding up banks and like fucking yeah. people. And, and he's like, well, it's two women escaping from their like oppressive states. And I'm like, oh, God, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's literally just because the characters were women. Are women, exactly. It made yeah. it a chick flick. But I just remember that, um, no, no, frustrating me, I guess, because it's like, if, as soon as it's, because first of all, we look at chick flicks and we're like, oh, that's lowbrow. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about that before. Yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't do that. But also, <laughs> the fact that, like, if it has women in it, then it must only be a story for women. Mm-hmm. It must only, like, relate to women. Like, men can never relate to that kind of, like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Anyway. No, it, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think that this movie is really worth watching just in that it's a really honest depiction of just, like, a human experience, I guess. Yeah, and, it's just fun. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it, they drive off yeah. a cliff in a car. It's what's not to like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's also it's also funny, and there's, like, silly parts. And, I mean, it's like, yeah, they're, I mean, they commit crimes and stuff, but it's like, I think you get that... I think you get the same level of, enjoy- of enjoyment out of the film as you would get watching a group of men necessary like commit a bunch of crimes yeah. or whatever, and you know. Right. But I also think that uh, I think com- in some ways, like the fact. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, but I think in some ways the fact that they are women does put a, put a different dimension on the movie than if they were men. Which I think, uh, yeah, I don't think I would have enjoyed this movie as much if they were men because there is a certain like women's spin on it but you should finish what you were saying oh no I... <laughs> yeah i mean i i agree with that because i think it would have just been like oh this is just another mm-hmm. film like you know another buddy cop film necessarily um no i i think that there i think for women watching this film there's also a certain amount of like catharsis that you get from watching them be able to take on the people that you know harass them or i mean Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not that you know you should encourage like violence by any means or whatever, but I do think that there is a certain level of catharsis to be had out of watching somebody get raped, like have their rapist die right in front of. Them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a little for horrifying sure. in that somebody was murdered. It's still, I mean, I I think it's something that for a lot of women watching this, like that's something that like that's a consequence that doesn't actually happen in real life. Yeah, so it's probably a lot of really, time. feels really good. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, and I, you know, or when they, or when they shoot up that guy's truck. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's, that's such a, like, that's, that's, at least for me, was a part of the film where I was like, oh, th- this feels really good because it's like, yeah, I, yeah. you know, we've all, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know when we're going to, when we're going to release this um episode, but we're recording it in the context of like, uh, a lot of the stuff that's been going around on the news over the last week or so about the Harvey Weinstein stuff, mm-hmm. and then there's been like a, lot a lot of, of like coming forward, yeah, yeah, and then there's been a lot of like people talking about sexual harassment um, in 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 Hollywood, but also just in, in a lot of other industries. Yeah, and it's um, I mean, it, it's it's something where I feel like you don't get to see people actually kind of be victorious in those kinds of situations um so when you do right seeing... it's not like these people really get their dues a lot of the time yeah um but yeah that i i do wonder i guess i guess men wouldn't really watch it the same way i, I don't know if they would relate to that level of this like satisfaction <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean it's i i don't it's 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 the kind of thing where i I mean, I'd like to think that it's not like, oh, you're only going to like this film if you've personally been harassed, because that's kind of ridiculous. But right, right. I think um, 
yeah, I mean, I'll go back to what I said is I, I think it's a honest depiction of like, uh, you know, the experience of these two women and just also like these two people um, and kind of, you know, it, it's like you're watching like an escalation of the situation in kind of a ludicrous way that in and of itself, I mean, that's, that's the genre. So it's kind of, you know, that aspect of it is kind of humorous. Um, Mm-hmm. But it just keeps getting worse. Yeah, eventually they're like, "Well, fuck it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, "Let's just, you know." Yeah. yeah, I mean, by the end of the movie, they're like, they've, you know, they've they've killed, some, you know, they're yeah, they've killed somebody, and like, you know, it's yeah, it's ridiculous, and it's like, I, I, you watch it, and you're kind of like, geez, like that just that situation got blown out of proportion really quickly. But I, but the other thing <laughs> is that like throughout the movie, I mean, it's like they kind of like they end up in that situation and everything's against them and like that for me anyway that part of it is really emotional and like there's the one cop that's like trying to look out for them and still be like no they're good girls deep down or whatever (laughs) part of it is no evidence for that yeah exactly (laughs) yeah and part of it is just that like I, i mean you know for people like this like that wouldn't be the same experience if they were like white men you know like yeah like oh there is precedent for the judicial system to be like against them from the start just because they're women basically but um. right um yeah no i think i think that was interesting about the movie how uh it feels like she becomes more herself like outside of the law if that makes sense and i think that's kind of a nice um tie into the way the world yeah. works as far as being a woman goes i don't know like either not necessarily even the law but there is lots of things with the law too where you feel like you can't really come forward or express like these things are happening to me or whatever there's even like some kind of like social underlying like social law you know like that you just can't break and i think it's a nice tie-in with the movie where she only is able to be herself or feel like herself and what she's like express and go after what she wants whenever she's breaking the law yeah. um yeah so i liked that a lot about the film um i i do wonder if watching this film like if i was harvey weinstein <laughs> like i would i watch this and would it make any change in me i wonder like no <laughs> would i be like oh um yeah that's me that they're that's the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. You know what I mean? I feel like that's like a, a challenge for movies. I've yet to like, I've yet to see a depiction of rapists that I think would make rapists like turn the mirror on rapists. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I like, I like how this movie really seems to, fo- I mean, I think it focuses on women. I don't like really gives a shit about the rapists, but it's really about empowering women. But I do wish there was something that was like, hey, this is you, and you, what you're doing is wrong, like, I don't know, because I don't think most people would even realize, like, hey, that's me, I'm the bad guy that they're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like, how many people out there, you know, Brad Pitt's character or whatever. Um, right, sure, yeah, well, <laughs> that was a sexual awakening scene for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, well, his character is, like, uh, he just, basically just completely takes advantage of well i, I don't know he takes advantage yeah. of them but at the same time he's also like he gives her a good night or whatever so yeah, like... he, i mean honestly i didn't mind him so much i was just thinking like the rapist at the yeah. bar like yeah. I, I, probably most rapists who are actually rapists would watch that and not think of themselves I don't know, but yeah i mean i'm not 
I'm not near. I'm not remotely capable to like understand right. the psychology of somebody who would who would you know yeah. commit atrocities like that. But right, I, I do think the closest is Jessica Jones. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen that yet. So it's yeah. very good. But yeah, I think David Tennant's character in that show. I don't know. I guess I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a rapist. I haven't watched it as one. <laughs> yeah. But it seemed like it was a little more like, uh, trying to show how these little things that you do like telling women to smile and all that stuff kind of contribute right. to this like larger Overall like problem right mm-hmm. which i appreciated in it but um back to thelma um yeah yes. i mean i i wouldn't yeah no i agree i guess i wouldn't necessarily i wouldn't see this i mean i wouldn't see this movie in the sense of it being like a film you would show to people to show them the error of their ways necessarily right um, yeah which which I guess makes sense given the context that I think if you were to produce a film like that, that would have to be very, like, that would have to be your intent very early mm-hmm. on, and it would have to be very poignant. Particular, I feel yeah. like. It would be really tricky to do, but... Yeah, and I, I think for a lot of movies um, that kind of get the... Uh, what's the word? That, like, the feminism tag? I don't know. For a lot of mm-hmm. older films, um, not that this is that old of a film, but, like, for a lot of older films that, you know, get taught in, like, you know, women's women women's studies classes or, um, sure you know, certain critical media or whatever, like, I think at the time, a lot of them are not necessarily going out of their way to try to change things, um, at least in large concepts. I mean, I think the... Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason this film is unique is just that it it depicts these two characters in a way that I just, I don't even see in movies today. <laughs> mm, I mean, it's, yeah, no, you don't even I don't think I've see... seen a movie quite like this. Since right. Really. If there's any movies that have like more than one or two, if they, I, I mean, it, you can go back to the Bechdel test or whatever, but like it, it, there are not really that many movies that have more than one female character, like having initiative and doing things in like a you know group unless it's like a quote-unquote chick flick i guess right yeah there's Um, yeah there's not a lot of buddy cop movies that are like women either i'm trying to think yeah i mean ghostbusters came out recently well yeah i guess that's (laughs) but but then it's like look at all the controversy surrounding that when it came out i mean it's like you Mm -hmm. get more than one female character on screen for you know that she isn't just basically somebody's sidekick or somebody's love interest and people throw just like a fit basically (laughs) yeah no i i don't know what there is about like this is kind of a different rant but like what (laughs) So they made the Ghostbusters women. Is this really the biggest issue on your plate right now that you have to, like... <laughs> They're ruining people's childhood, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ruined. Ruined. I love Ghostbusters. I didn't I see the new one, but, like, it I didn't give good. two I shits. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, it, it's just nice to see... I mean, you want to see movies where it doesn't... I mean, that's the thing, right? Is it? It shouldn't be that every time a movie comes out that has, like, an all-female cast or predominantly female cast or whatever, or predominantly, you know, POC cast, that it, like, that gets held to the standard that then all of a sudden it has to be, like, the best thing ever in order to, I guess, somehow make it, like, worth it, which is ridiculous mm-hmm. because you think of how many just horrible, mediocre thing like things that there are. Or right, have, yeah. like, no women or no POC in them whatsoever. And it's just, like, uh, the, the standards are it make ridiculous. Sense, yeah. Well, yeah, because there's just so, yeah, so much of it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, something I did think about, speaking of people of color, uh, there was, like, none in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there, there definitely um, And I was not. thinking, 
I mean, I don't know how you feel like the movie might be different if the women were, um, I don't know, just any other race specifically, but I was thinking specifically if they were black, I feel Mm -hmm. like we would be a lot less okay with them being violent. Like, I feel like there would have been a lot more issue. I don't know how you feel about that. Obviously, yeah, like, I we're mean, both it, white, but... <laughs> yeah. No, I I mean, it would have... Uh, I mean, I, I guess I, I think of it in the context of when it came out. I mean, it wouldn't probably wouldn't have been made for one thing, but I think also... Yeah, I mean, I think if you add the, the race aspect to it, especially, you know, if they're black, then the them being chased by the law has a really different tone to it i think um i mean i i think of uh harvey keitel's character i think yeah i think of harvey keitel's character i don't remember the character's name the the cop guy or, or he was just like a detective um that he's like the one character who's actually like no they just you know we're in a bad situation and they're actually good you know good girls or whatever what i mean even yeah. of in itself is a little bit condescending yeah. but um, i was like good girls it sounds like a dog to me it just makes my skin crawl yeah, like exactly. ooh, good girl that. anyway go ahead yeah no but um <laughs> right but he's kind of like the quote he's like the He's like the good paternal, f- anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, he's supposed to be like, we're supposed to like him, I think, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because I guess in the context I was thinking of, it just seems different the way we um, react to violence. Like, for example, mm-hmm. you think about like like hockey, for example, is a extremely violent sport. Like mm-hmm. I went before and it's just like within the, the first quarter, they're like beating each other up. Yep. And I think it's, I think it's notable that in hockey, most of the players are white, mm. and I think that we see that as more acceptable. Whereas if you know a couple of black men were starting to beat each other up, I think we would be more like oh, aghast about it. The way just two white guys were like oh yeah, and I don't know if it goes back to like this weird like European like civilized fighting. Oh yes, but yeah, I, don't know. I, don't know. I just think it's interesting that we we seem to be more okay with white guys fighting each other than huh. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder if that has something to do with the fact that. Um, I would assume probably the majority of um, people who watch hockey are white. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would think. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't watch hockey. Um, but yeah, I I think that's interesting. I mean, I think. Um, yeah, I think it plays a lot into st- stereotypes. I guess. I mean, I, yeah. I'm trying to think of how to t- like tie this into the movie a little bit more. It's there's there's certain stereotypes that are associated with you know different. Um, I guess minority groups post in both, both in like race and gender that, you know, people would react differently to a movie like this. If um, the main characters were black, just in the, you know, in the way that the, how the reaction was to the main characters being women is that it's like, Oh, you know, it, it's supposed to be like, Oh, it's unexpected for women to also be able to shoot people or whatever. Tough, tricky stuff. We're delving into um, yeah, so, I mean, you brought up this movie, you said it was, like, the second time you've watched it, and mm-hmm. you liked it, do you want to talk about it? Um, yeah. Yeah, did you have any insights, questions, anything <laughs> you want? I mean, I feel like I've talked about this movie a lot, and I'm trying to think of, like, new things to say, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know, my... Yeah. I mean, we can talk about the kiss at the end, since we're kind of on the, <laughs> the social aspect sure. of it. Sure. There's, like, um, a vague undertone of... Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, I I didn't personally see it that way, but um, I yeah, I don't know. I I figure it's more like a friendship kiss, but it could be construed as like a they were that close kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I I'm trying to think of 
one of the genres that I've seen this movie put in is like uh, lovers on the run. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. So I think you could probably analyze it in that way. Um, but yeah, I would imagine it's probably been analyzed by queer theory film yeah. people and stuff, but I, I don't know a whole lot about it. I do remember having a brief conversation about it with um, somebody and they talked about um, the death drive, which I guess is a concept in queer theory and i'm you know gonna avoid guessing right now because i have vague memories of what it meant but um apparently that Thelma and louise was like the perfect metaphor for that so if anyone's listening who's interested you should probably look it up because i (laughs) because i don't remember exactly what it was but i think there is some relation to um it's queer theory in the gay community as far as this film goes i guess that idea interesting yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i think you could definitely look at it in the context of like um you know they're on the run from the law but it's also it's not like it's not just about their the things that they've like that they shot somebody or it's not just about like the liberation of women just for the sake of like you know gender Mm -hmm. purposes but also maybe that it's like like oh you're able to finally explore things outside of these like very set roles that you've been in and like maybe part of that also yeah. do, like has to do with like queer theory and stuff i don't right. know it's it probably translates to a lot of people but yeah i actually just um looked it up and it's a in a book called no future by lee edelman and i hmm. think he specifically talks about reproductive futurism which i guess the idea is like um we're obsessed with children mm-hmm. <laughs> and just the fact that I just saw blue gay couples are not ca- <laughs> yeah the fact that gay couples are not capable of having children um, mm-hmm. means that like it's like the end of the line for them if that makes sense oh uh, so I th- yeah um, yeah I, again I'm I'm not super familiar with all the theory but I believe that's what she was talking about I think that was kind of interesting should have huh. looked it up more before we talked about it but <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think we would venture into this topic but <laughs> yeah you never know I mean I think that I think that's just there's a lot of like i i think that this movie is generally genuinely worth like watching if you haven't seen it but also that there's there's a lot you can dig into um which is nice because there's a you know there aren't a ton of movies with strong female characters that you know yeah. you get to spend the time digging into and kind of exploring like you know oh they could be talking about this or they could be talking about you know Right, especially in the context of ash action film, it's pretty mm-hmm. um, yeah, refreshing you get to, to have see like a... explosions and there's like guns right exactly, and, stuff and, and yet at the same yeah. time, I I'm not feeling self conscious or <laughs> or like ooh, I, I don't know. It's like I just saw Blade Runner. Also, I think you mentioned, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know it was fun. I enjoyed watching it. It was very visually pleasing. But you know, it's kind of like I think action <laughs> movies have this like tendency to it's like these women are just look they look like computer generated people <laughs> yeah or you know or in that case they are but you know yeah in that um, case they are yeah well but that's that's part of it right is that it's it's frustrating to have i mean action movies it's a big genre like there's a lot a lot of films that come out of mm-hmm. that genre and also i mean it's a fun genre there's a lot of you know stuff you can do with it and yeah it's frustrating to have to make um concessions to be able to watch a film and enjoy it i mean it's it is frustrating to be like okay i'm i can't 100 percent all the time go into movies and be like super like i can't have extremely high standards is what i'm trying to say yeah like you as as a you know as a uh, not a what's the like as a class as an underrepresented under uh, 
fine. Um, <laughs> as a Being woman, underrepresented in film. Yeah, exactly. As a woman. As a woman. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's frustrating to, you know, not be able to see yourself fully represented in a genre that you admire and enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that there is really something to be said for... I mean, this movie came out in 91. Like, that was like... Mm, I can't do math this quickly. It's a long time. I mean, it's not a hugely long time ago, but it's like long enough ago that you would like to think that there would have been significant changes in that time, and there really hasn't. Yeah, um, I, mean, like, anyway. yeah I guess I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with... You know, creating these movies that are kind of catered towards men in this way, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's lots of boobs and sex or whatever, and I think that's probably generally fine. It's just that there's, like, no other perspective. Like, most of the time, it's really... It's harder for me to find a movie that's, like, specifically catered towards me. Yeah. Like, I think Magic Mike is the only movie I can think of, <laughs> a significant, like, pull that was, like, about yeah. female sexuality and, like, playing on that. Yeah. Like, I don't think any... I don't know there's not really a whole lot of movies that do that and if they are they're kind of set in like a weird teeny bopper uh setting if that makes sense like yeah, it's always about exactly. like girls it's discovering all... their sexuality exactly. i don't know or it's always about like oh yeah the, the they're turned into being like oh they're silly or whatever yes um right so whenever the topic of like female sexuality or you know being a teenage girl or even just you know being you know a, a woman and, and and then that's and then that's not even to say anything of like people who don't identify as like one gender specifically or right, either yeah. or whatever you know it's like it, they're just really there just really isn't a whole lot that it's not even necessarily catered directly towards you but like accessible i think yeah um, and i think it's really funny too um over oh, back to magic mike and like i'm on my own tangent now but uh, whenever Magic Mike came out, I remember the certain like certain men's reactions to it. I found mm-hmm. like really funny. I was like, because they're all they're all kind of like uncomfortable. Oh, it's you can tell. They're too they're too good looking or whatever. <laughs> they're too Dude. good looking. And then here is a uh, yeah. I remember one guy posted a picture of uh, I think it was Raquel Welch or something. He's like, oh, because since everyone's watching Magic Mike, here's one for the dudes. I was like, literally, you guys can watch whatever movie you want and get exactly that. So <laughs> yeah, you can just basically pick up any film, and there will be a. Boops. sort of statuesque female character right there for you like it's just not <laughs> it's like really easy for you to find guys like yeah. if you're real feeling bad about it <laughs> but no nah, man because i that's what i appreciated about them and louisa is it felt like they were very real and it felt like this movie was kind of like it was written by a woman i think a little bit for women yeah in the no, sense I that like and not to go back to like say that men can't enjoy it and i think men should watch it and i think mm-hmm. they would like it but like, for example, that sex scene with Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I don't think a man could have written that. No, I don't think it's, he could have. <laughs> no, I, yeah. It's funny, we're mentioning this now, but it's like, yeah, I, that scene is like, you were like, oh, this is, this is about her discover, like, this is about yeah. Thelma, like, actually having this is her pleasure for the first yes. time. <laughs> like, probably exactly. her, her life. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, where, yeah, Brad, Brad Pitt's character sucks, but it's like, he, at least in that moment, was like, he provided yeah. his purpose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, which, like, yeah, I don't think that... Well, and even just the way that that um, scene was, like... Uh, I almost said choreographed, but, like, even even in the way that it was presented in the film, like, it was shot in the kind of way that you don't... Like, that's not how most sex scenes are shot. Um, yeah. Where the emphasis... I can't... I don't remember, but, like, where the emphasis gets Panta. placed... 
yeah curtains in the (laughs) (laughs) right and and that's you can tell that in for most movies you know a because they're usually you know most most directors are, are, are men but um that they get the way that sex scenes get shot in most movies is not catered to a female the audience. Ladies. Yeah, yeah if, I mean, if they do show a sex scene and yeah, they don't, like, pan away, then it's yeah, always it's kind of, like... Not even necessarily catered to just, like, a general audience. It's just specifically catered to a male audience because it's, right. like, you'll just immediately get, like, boob shot and then, like, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Oh, there's her tit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, that's all. That's all we're here for. That's <laughs> all we're here for. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, uh... I guess I keep thinking of other movies as we're talking about these things, but um, I guess Game of Thrones is like that a little bit too. Like every sex scene is kind of like flapping boobs. That show because if you want to get on the topic of like media that just does not give a shit about their female characters, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there's only so much brutality toward women I can I can watch to be perfectly honest because it's like at that be. point it just becomes like yeah this is just reality. So yeah, I mean I think. Well, the the Sansa rape scene really made me uncomfortable, but also I think before that it was like uh, Jamie and Cersei, and she was just like, no, 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 no. And mm-hmm. I was like, honestly, I was a little like teared up at that moment because I was like, oh, God, this is like really fucking disturbing to me. And yeah. then the fact that the, I think it was the director or the writer, either way, was like, oh, no, no, that was a consensual scene. You can tell because she wraps her legs around him. And I was like, that is the most bullshit thing I've ever heard, but... <laughs> Anywho, um, we should move into our kernel of truth. Yes. Um, um, I can go first if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Go first. See okay. So um, I guess mine's a little bit different in the sense that it's not directly about the movie, but uh, I wanted to basically just say that I think people should go out of their way to um, watch films that aren't strictly about their experience like go out mm-hmm. of your way to watch movies from a different perspective um or uh yeah maybe just like to... listen to somebody with a different perspective too because... yeah i mean yeah generally speaking but i think i think for movies i, I really think for for film it's also like that's a good tool um mm-hmm. i don't know this movie i mean we talked a little bit about it but it it did when i was watching it did make me think like like, this isn't the kind of film I would necessarily see. I don't know. If, uh, trying to think of, like, my male family members or something. Like, I think if I met somebody who was like, oh, yeah. Or I met a dude, basically, that was like, yeah, I, I saw Thelma and Louise and I really liked it. Like, you would almost find that to be kind of unusual. Um, because I think mm-hmm. there's really something to be said for people not going out of their way to watch films that are not kind of, like, about people who look like them. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I think it's really, I don't know, One, it was just one thing that this film made me think about that it's, I think it's important to seek out, you know, unique perspectives that aren't strictly speaking your own because it's, I don't know, there's a lot of sappy things I can say about how it's like enriching no, or whatever. Should. But it I really also, is, I don't know, I, I was so... This is slightly off topic. One thing that was going on today that I saw that was like... um just in the writing community um a lot of times you'll get white authors who will say things like they're afraid of writing uh 
non-white characters because they're afraid of messing up and getting backlash for it. And there's like a lot to get into how that's insane and stupid. I mean, not insane, but like how that's ridiculous because it's Mm -hmm. like, you can, of course you can fuck up. You're white. You're not going to have any consequences. What are you talking (laughs) about? Um, But I... I mean, I saw that and I was like, have you done the research? <laughs> like, if you, I don't understand, yeah. like, if, if if you actually, as a person, like, if you want to be able to talk about things intelligently and, like, interact with people and have, like, these much more enriching experiences in your life, like, it's really important to kind of seek out things that are either different to what you're used to reading or writing or listening to or watching or whatever. Um, and it's, like, I think it's really easy to kind of fall in this pattern of, like, oh, I like this movie or I like this kind of movie. I'm just going to basically watch the same thing. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. and I think that's, you know, I think of the, you know, a lot of the science fiction fantasy action films that come out and like how they kind of end up consistently being from the same perspective, which is the, you know, young adult white male perspective. Um, right. And it's like, uh, I which think- Which is funny first for like, well, sorry to interrupt, but like no, for sci-fi specifically, I think that's really funny all the time because it's mm-hmm. always like <laughs> we're exploring the, the universe again, but like yet again, it's <laughs> right. Like, yeah. but it, nothing has really changed. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, all the gender norms are the same, and like yeah. <laughs> anyway, exactly. go ahead. yeah, and every and it's like, oh, we're gonna meet another. Like, there's so much room for creativity, and they still stick to the same social norms that we have here. Yeah, anyway. um, and I think. I don't know. I think if there's anybody listening to this who's like a you know creative, like it, the best way to to get inspiration for things or just to kind of make your shit better is to really stretch yourself and you know look yeah. for and and that's not like, <laughs> but that's that's not like uh, oh I'm just gonna cherry pick from a bunch of different cultures like that's bad. Don't do that. Like research, like read <laughs> things. Like there's a lot of really great anyway. Whatever. There's a lot of really great resources out there for how to like you know talk to people i don't know it's it's, this is such a general yeah no i mean because the internet is really open first of all so you can always like if you're not sure about an experience or what someone's argument is with this like the internet's huge and it has lots of people talking about it probably so you can just look it up and see what other people say and that's easy enough just like and i guess also just come from a place that understands that you don't understand (laughs) if that makes sense yeah, um, and um, and I guess just to tie back to the to the film really quickly is it's like I, I like this film because I think it's a good film to show people who you think maybe have never seen a movie like this before. Um, just to yeah. be like, look, there are movies and there is you know media out there that can be different than maybe what you're used to seeing. So yeah, right. Yeah, maybe just something that's a little more catered to us. I guess. Um, yeah, I guess I'll delve into mine. Let's see it. You got one more? Nope. nope. Okay. Um, all right. I'm all thoughts out <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> My thoughts have drained. Um, exactly. So yeah, basically when I think of this movie, I think about um, how it's sometimes hard to distinguish um, what you really want and what other people want for mm-hmm. you or what you think other people want for you or whatever society, whatever you think society wants from you. Mm-hmm. And um I guess the thing about that is it's it's hard, but it's important to be introspective and, like you said, look at other perspectives and viewpoints so that you can fully find yourself. Mm-hmm. It sounds really cheesy. That's but... <laughs> <laughs> fine. It's, but you yeah, no, up I, there at some point. And yeah, it's a cheesy idea, but it's true. Like you, it's really hard to distinguish what 
what society has created you to be and what you actually want. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's good to like step back and be like, okay, is this something that I want? Is this something that like uh, will hurt other people? Is this something that's just expected of me or is it something I actually want to do? Um, and I think that really helps embellish people's character and figure mm -hmm. out what they're good at. And there's lots of other good things to help you live a happy life. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's always important to, um, to take that into perspective. Like, uh, I think it was Louise did that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just it's... seems like in the movie she uh, spent her whole life doing what other people wanted her to yeah, do. And it kind of, up, like, at yeah. the end, it exploded. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess she's, I guess Thelma's not necessarily, like, the role model, strictly speaking, for that. But, um, I mean, that, that happens, right? I mean, well, that's like that's the that's like the thing that you always hear hear about you know kids that go to college or whatever that it's like you kind of go from like zero to sixty in terms of the I don't know I've been you know people who have been like kind of had their self expression squashed for most of their life and then as soon yeah. as you have like no barriers you're kind of like oh shit like I have no barriers and you just kind of you know it, you like go for it but don't like go for it you know yeah no well yeah exactly because like. Yeah. Yeah, he had to find a creative outlet or something. <laughs> like maybe not journaling. robbing banks. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't go. Don't go but again, that, but it's a my... nice warning to like not. Yeah. Not. But that's one of my. Don't favorite... ask people to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, that's one You're of my good. favorite parts of the film, though, is when it's like. Um, I mean, you mentioned it earlier when she, she starts to when uh, Gina Davis's character when when Thelma starts to kind of like come into her own is like when she's robbing a bank <laughs> yeah or not a bank uh it was like a convenience no it was like a convenience store it wasn't a bank it was a convenience Something like store that. yeah she, yeah yeah um and that part I mean that's that's it's a whole it's a really funny part of the film because she's just like so nonchalant like, I didn't realize I actually like could do this like I had a skill she just like goes in and just like talks to you know and it's um yeah that's yeah. like honestly one of the funniest parts of the movie because yeah. she just does whatever Brad Pitt tells her to do exactly. it's like really casual <laughs> yeah um but yeah no i think it's i think it's a nice warning like don't also like also don't um overindulge don't, yeah well don't overindulge <laughs> but don't like try to force people uh leave people room to be themselves that makes sense try to be a place that's a welcoming environment for people to be themselves so mm -hmm. that it, you know they feel comfortable doing that and then it won't blow up in your face <laughs> they won't kill you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah i mean people yeah. get you know especially if you're if you're not um, part of the, like, you know, s section of people that is, like, on top societal, you know, society speaking or whatever. But it's, um, yeah, it's hard. You get pushed into kind of these very specific roles really early on in a lot of situations. And it's, yeah, I agree. I think it's important to kind of try to establish and figure out for yourself, like, what are the things that you're, what are the things that you value and, like, where, you know, you got this life, you know, <laughs> like, mm. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard because I think a lot of people don't even get that luxury that you, you know, you, but, um, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's all tough. <laughs> so we can't tackle all the answers today. I know. Do our best. <laughs> we try. We, we try. try. We're trying to help you all in, in your journey in life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can only do so much. <laughs> okay. I think I've yeah. basically said my shiz. 
think you said you shiz exactly i think i think that think that's been us okay excellent all right guys well thanks for listening and we will see you in a couple weeks or hear from you whatever that is you will hear us (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh as always um you can find us at pondersoverpopcorn.wordpress.com and we're on itunes we're on itunes you can find me on twitter at the dorabot uh, I'm on Twitter as Emily A. Ward 94. Yeah. I'm also got a art page if y'all like drawings. Mm-hmm. It's called M. Ward Art on Instagram. Yeah. So E M W A R D A R T. Yeah, man. Check it out. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> cool. Bye, guys. Thanks right. for listening. Yeah.